Welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. My name is Tom Gowker, and tonight on the phone, I have Delvine Lamar from the DLO3, a.k.a. Delvine Lamar Organ Trio. I was able to obtain their June 6th live recording when they touched down at the Keystone Corner in Beemore. As you know, the Keystone Corner is a fantastic place to see a show in Baltimore. If you're a tourist, you got to add this to one of your things to do. The Dilo 3 is out on the road promoting their latest recording, I Told You So. It was released on January 29th on the Coal Mine Records. Delvon Lamar, welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. Hey, man. How you doing? Missed you at the Keystone Corner, but I was able to get a live stream edit. And what I've learned from that show is what I already knew is that you guys are explosive live. (laughs) I've also learned something very important that Amy Nova is your wife. She's your manager, but she's your Yoko Ono. Like she's your muse, but she's also your Brian Epstein. She's your manager. How is that relationship working out? Well, she's actually the owner of Delvon Lamar Organ Trio. Like, this whole band was her idea. It was her concept. She's the founder. She manages. She pretty much does everything behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, she just has a serious gift of, you know, like, she's been booking us festival shows before even people even knew who we were and never even heard of us or heard us. And we're playing, like, these big festivals. So, man, she's, uh, she's a workhorse. How are you doing on the road? Are you on a tour bus or are you going from hotel to hotel? Uh, we we have a van. We just have a nice little uh, Chevy extended van that we take on tour when we're not flying. When we did the Keystone Corner gig, we actually flew to the East Coast and rented a little minivan because all the backline gear was already there. But um, when we fly back to the West Coast, then we just drive everywhere. And, you know, we function on very little sleep. <laughs> now i'll be honest the, i found out about you guys from the kexp fm live and it, mm. and it was move on up it was the video of you guys that really hooked me into you guys that is one station that really developed and uh, nurtured you guys yeah yeah kexp has been a huge supporter of ours you know it, it's funny about that video too that you mentioned that uh, that video wasn't even really supposed to be released that was just a warm-up set. What happened was our setup is so fast because um, we don't, you know, we're like for sound and stuff like that. We're like one of these. We keep, people keep telling us we're like the easiest band they've ever worked with ever setting up and getting everything dialed in. That we had all this time left, so we said, "Oh, we'll just record." They said, "You guys can just play and uh, and we'll just dial in some sounds and whatever." And so I called the three tunes that we weren't going to do on the main set, which was Move On Up Memphis and South Leo Street Stomp. And that just happened to be the video because that actually came out after the full performance. 
and that just happened to be a video that blew up. Yeah, it really did. I have to admit, uh, it's fun to watch Jimmy. He looks like he just like woke up, put some clothes on, <laughs> and started playing his ass off. <laughs> And and, and and it sounds like it feels effortless to him. So I think that that look right there was something like, like what's coming out of this guy? I swear he just woke up like 10 minutes before this. <laughs> I realized that my obsession with the the uh, organ is from roller skating. Now I'm older than you, so before, <laughs> be, before disco happened and before you know technology, when you roller skated, they only played organ music. And, and, and mm -hmm. oh, you do remember that? Okay, so you know, I was like, oh, well, I, I like to roller skate, and oh, by the way, you know, I'm hearing one organ song after another after another. I have no idea where that came from. Where they said, "Okay, this is what you play when you when you roller skate," but it was always wedged in my mind as like uh, uh, the two things match together, you know, fun and an organ sound. Yeah, uh, that was interesting. I have no idea where that came from either. I never looked that up. Yeah. I have to research that. <laughs> yeah, most organ guys are coming from the church era. Like, are you a, a church guy? No, I actually didn't play music in church. Uh, I didn't start playing organ until I was like 22, 23. Um, but I played trumpet and drums. I was always into jazz. So um, I've been playing trumpet and drums since junior high school, even though my high school didn't actually have a band. So I had a little combo that we would play outside, you know, a bunch of kids from around the, the neighborhood. And we go do like little concerts here and there or set up at the Seattle Center and, you know, we just play music. It wasn't until I was, I got a call uh, from this cat, Joe Doria. I think Dan Hecht is the one that called me. He was a guitar player. And uh, their drummer went on tour with somebody else. So they hired me to play drums with Joe Doria was the organist and Dan Hecht was the guitar player. And uh, I've never seen anybody play organ like that. When I was in church, you know, the pastor's wife played the organ, but I didn't, you know, I didn't, I wasn't really into music back then. So when I saw Joe play that, and like, I was like seriously fascinated by that because I've never seen or heard anybody do that on an organ. And Joe was a burner. And so one day a drummer comes in, sits in, I asked Joe if I can play the organ, and I literally sat down and played the organ like we played a blues. And I literally sat down and played that thing like I've been playing it my whole life, like pedals and all, bass lines, pedals, solo, did it all. And right then I was like, that's what I want to do. I was about 22, 23 at that point. Wow, that's a, an amazing story if you think about it. Like you were destined to play that, that, that instrument and you were bound to connect in a weird way, and it did. That's crazy. Yeah, I always tell people, like, the organ chose me. I mean, there's no other explanation to that. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not like there was really nobody to take lessons from, but Joe and Ron back in the day, there was another cat in Seattle, Ron Weinstein, but then I wasn't even in the organ. I didn't know what that thing was. I just, I, just, I was playing drums and trumpet. That's what I knew. But when that organ came about, it was just, like a serious calling we're going to get into the album the album's called i told you so 
and I picked out a couple tracks we want to listen to. The first track that I picked out was Aces. In my mind, this is the only song that like Jimmy Jones kind of steps out and does his Hendrix style guitar shred. And the rest of them kind of stays in that meter box. Yeah, yeah. That that tune was actually written by the drummer on that album. Uh, the drummer on that album was Grant Schroff. Um, Dan joined us later after that album was recorded. But uh, it, he actually, Grant actually wrote that tune where we were on tour for 33 days right before we went in the studio and recorded that album. So I remember sitting on a train in Germany and Grant just like, Hey, I got a groove. He starts trying to sing it to me. I was like, man, just record it in my phone. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so he he sang it in my song. And so when we got to the club, um, we just tried to play it. You know, I, I was messing around with it. I was like, all right, yeah, that sounds good. And then we said, we'll try it tonight. And uh, we just went for it that night. It didn't have a melody at that point. It was just a groove. And so we just played the groove at the show. So, and then the next time we played it was the recording. So, and I kind of figured out, I put a melody in there while we were in the studio recording it, basically. So, yeah, Grant's a good songwriter, man. He's really good. song you're doing a george michael like tribute to careless whispers it's a, a wham song it's really weird when i think about him because he died on christmas day uh careless whisper why'd you pick that song actually i didn't i was actually against recording it uh it was actually my wife because uh you know we do it on on stage you know we used when we first started playing it we just do a little snippet of it and then we move on to the next song and then we started playing the whole song. And then when we were getting ready to record, my wife, uh, she was like, you guys got to record that song. And I was like, I don't know if anybody want to hear that on a recording. It's one, you know, live, it's one thing, but I don't think anybody want to hear that. She was like, dude, trust me, just record it. And so I said, all right, we'll record it. And man, like, I, I couldn't have been more wrong. Like, that, that song is hugely popular from us. <laughs> it's weird or not it's weird it's it's one of those songs that don't go away
from the streets to me sounds like I actually went on the Better Call Saul soundtracks, and I was like, this is like a perfect song for them to add to that show. It has uh, that same vibe for the intros and outros, you know, for for the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a song that if if they haven't picked it. I know that they're, I think they're on their last season. This would be perfect for their show. Yeah. Yeah, that, that song had to do, the reason why it's called From the Streets is because, you know, I grew up in the streets, man. I was a young little thug before I got into music and started even like at the beginning stage of music. I was a little thug, a little ruffian doing all these things, you know, and, uh, I don't know, when I had that groove in my head, it kind of reminded me of, like, those days, you know, just being a little bad kid and running around and doing stupid stuff that, you know, thankfully I grew out of. But, uh, yeah, just, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of, like, I always tell people the inspiration for that song is, like, there's a Ohio, Ohio Players tune called Climax. Oh, wow. And so... And then, um, so it's kind of like on the edge, it's like the hip hop, old school, like funk like that, Earth, Wind, and Fire tune. It kind of has a mix of that to me. And so it kind of reminds me of back in the day, my brother was a rapper. Yeah, he still does. And, you know, he had a little studio in the basement. He used to sample all these beats like that. And uh, it just reminds me of those days. song is in my mind if this is for the price of admission for this album is call your mom in my opinion this is a hit this is big this is the yeah it's great man like i love that's one of my favorite tunes on that album uh, it's one of my favorite tunes on all our albums but uh that the, the story behind the name of that too is kind of funny because when we were in the studio we were like getting ready to record it we were messing around with it and then the studio engineer was like, so what are you guys going to call this? And I said, uh, I don't know. And he just looks at me. Well, I thought he looked at me. He said, call your mom. I was like, oh, all right, that's true. That, we can do that. Let's do it. And so it wasn't until like a month or two later that I realized on the back of my B3, my organ, has a giant sticker that says, call your mom. And it's from a club that we played in Alabama called Mom's Basement. And so that's where the name came from, was a sticker on the back of the organ, and I had no idea it was on there.
last song is Cold as Weiss. It's a new recording. This one came out April 28th, uh, 2021. This was recorded by your drummer. Yeah, well, he uh, he came up with the foundation to the song. You know, that was Dan Weiss. That's why we called it Cold as Weiss. And um, yeah, he came up with the foundation to that tune. You know, we all put our little two cents in it. But uh, it's... Uh, it's it has a famous drumline quote in there. Um, I ain't gonna tell you what it is. Let's see if some of the folks out there can figure it out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just like we didn't know Dan wrote music. He was just like, hey, we were, were kind of in the basement just messing around. He was like, hey, check this out. <laughs> we're just like, oh, that's dope. So that's that's what it was. Cold as ice. I would tell Amy to try to book you for voiceovers because you <laughs> remember the Waltons, the the narrator that goes on and talks about you know the Walton family on the Walton Mountain, whatever. Like, I, I do. That's your voice. I struggled to keep faith with him and set down the small things, the seemingly trivial things, which perhaps taken all together will eventually give at least some suggestion of the love and sacrifice and joy that sustained one family who lived out the depression at the foot of Walton's Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I never thought about that. Yeah, there's a market for it. I'm sure there's a show out there that could use your voice or, or a, a character that could use your voice because it, it sounds great. Well, if you can figure out how to get into that industry, I'd be more than happy. <laughs> Diversify. <laughs> All right, so that's it. Delvon Lamar from the Delvon Lamar Organ Trio or Delo 3. Thank you for joining me today on Something Came From Baltimore. Uh, thanks for having me, man. just in case you didn't know what that was thank you for joining me on something came from baltimore tonight you're listening to delvon lamar from the delvon lamar organ trio or delo three subscribe to something came from baltimore and then please flip it to five people who love music just as much as you do we want you to be a part of that be more music scene